Mark chapter 1, verses 32 through 39, and that can be found beginning on page 882 in the Bible in your pews. At evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is looking for you. But he said to them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. And he was preaching in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and casting out demons. Good morning. It is good to see each of you. If you're a guest this morning, again, we welcome you. It encourages us that you're here. We want to walk together from here to heaven. All of us had a first week that we were here in the life of this congregation. And I think most of us can say that this has been a wonderful place to worship God and to serve God and realize that we are accountable for, in a sense, and definitely to each other. And so we want to definitely encourage each other. We want to walk together. We want to help each other grow. And if there's any way that we can help you this morning grow closer to God, please, please let us know. As I already mentioned, what beautiful, beautiful singing. I think I can say that of all the years for the 8 o'clock service, this was probably one of the best services of singing uh, that I've heard. I was just wonder if really, does an hour difference really make that much difference? Uh, it was really, it reminded me of a Sunday night singing. Uh, beautiful songs of praise to God. We don't sing it for the beauty for each other. We sing it to praise and worship God, but it is wonderful uh, when, when there is uh, a great um, uh, passion and meaning in what we sing to God. We're thankful to have the opportunity to come together every week that God gives us time to worship Him. And throughout this year, we've been looking at the idea of being immersed. We don't want to be casual in our relationship with God. We don't want to be half-hearted. We want to immerse ourselves to be fully surrounded by the will of God. We would want to live in such a way that anyone could follow us and we would lead them closer to the Lord. It's not that we're perfect, but it is that we're giving our all. And when we make mistakes, we come back to Him. And this month, we want to think about being immersed into prayer. How's your prayer life? We want to think about that at all times, but especially this month. This month. Let's really evaluate and let's strengthen and let's make sure that we are in communion to God in such a way that first and foremost, God would be pleased, but then that our lives would be blessed. This next Sunday is prayer day. Uh, Because of the timing of that, we're asking you this Sunday to make sure that you pick up a blank sheet of paper that's in the foyer, or if you want to provide your own sheet, we don't mind at all if you write on these or if you write on other sheets. Also, in the Bible classes that you'll be attending uh, next hour, those will be also passed out, not necessarily for you to fill them out in your Bible class, but we just want you to have it. And we want to really encourage you to think about what do you want to be thankful for in 2011, and what do you want to be 
beseeching God's request in 2012. We want to live lives where we are wholly dependent upon God. We want to be humble enough to know that we cannot survive a day and even a moment without God. And so we ask you to be sure and submit those requests. Prayer day next week, beginning on the top of each hour, there'll be two prayers led from 6 o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night, except for the times that we're in Bible class and worship. And we would hope that, that everyone would join in in at least one of those times of prayer together. And if you're a ministry leader of any kind, we'd like for you to submit your request of, that we can be praying about. Uh, we will be praying about every ministry. We'll pray for every me- member. And we will pray uh, for every prayer request that has been submitted. And so we want to encourage you uh, to, to take part in that this week as we're making preparation for it. But also take part in that great time of prayer uh, next week. When you see the, the picture of the little girl there on the slide... You know, that's one of those pictures that's just so beautiful, it probably would be easy to think, wow, you just looked up on the internet, you typed in little girl praying, and there's an image, and you captured that. No, that's, that's an actual picture that our El Salvador team took this year in El Salvador during the daytime. The children have classes, somewhat like vacation Bible school classes, and Someone just grabbed a camera and took a picture of this little girl in her vacation Bible school class. We see that and we see the beauty of it and somewhat even the innocence of it. And I hope that that describes your prayer life. I hope that you're that open and honest and genuine with God because He truly wants that kind of relationship. Also, as we think about November as a nation being a time to pause and gratitude, uh, we want our life to be that. And we want to always give honor to whom honor is due. This coming Saturday night, we want to honor our teachers. If you've not yet let Tim Martin know uh, as a teacher that you and your family will be there, please let him know soon. Uh, We want to say thank you to you. Uh, You make a huge difference in the life and the spiritual uh, life of this family. And and we want to say thank you to you. Also on Friday, as a nation... We will honor honor our veterans. And so here, as a church family, we want to honor you. If you are a veteran, if you're a spouse, if you're a widow or a widower of a veteran, we want to say thank you to you. And we really do. And so we really want you to come to this breakfast at 8 o'clock on Friday morning. If you've been in years past, you know that it's a good thing. And also, it's a time that so many from the community come and join us. There are postcards that you can give the who, what, when, and where to those that you would like to invite. They are in the foyer, so be sure and do that. Uh, I guess Griff would be glad to know that we're having a ranger speak to us this year. And uh, he's been deployed for, for three times in Afghanistan and Iraq. And he's got quite a story to tell. And it's not that he enjoys telling his story because he says that the emphasis ought to be placed on the heroes that are still out there uh, in the trenches every day. But we've asked him, will he tell his story? And he's going to come in and he's going to share a, a powerful story with us. But more than that, you're going to see a man who loves God and loves country. And it'll be a great way for us to say thank you uh, to those of you with this program and with this delicious breakfast on Friday morning. And a great way for you to also say thank you to others in our community if, if you will invite them. So please remember uh, to do that today. Some of you that are younger, it may not even make sense to you. But those of us that are a little bit older, we remember the day whenever you didn't stay connected all day long. 
You remember those days where, where before you left the house, everybody kind of talked about the schedule because you knew that once you broke up, there would be no communication again until you came home? Remember those days before cell phones, before texting, before emails? Remember those days where, where okay, now, do you need me to pick you up at school today or not? Or, or, or do I need to run an errand for you? Or Now, where are we going to meet tonight for, for supper or for that occasion or whatever it is? And, you know, today, how many times now do we walk out of the house and we start calling someone standing in the house while we get in the car, driving down the road, making our plans for the day? What if somebody had told you 15 years ago you're going to do that? Hey, walk out of the house before you make your plans for the day. It's crazy to think about how connected we are today almost every moment of the day through, through Facebook and texting and emails and, and all the other many ways of instant communication. And yet among all of that, we're probably today as individuals, we're more connected to more people at one time than any generation before us has ever been. But how connected are you to God? That's our challenge. And that's a sobering question that I want you to think about, not just right now, but I want you to think about it this month. What would a description of a life be that's more connected to more people at the same time less connected to God? What about this month if, if we made a deal with ourselves and with God? It doesn't have to be. It doesn't need to be with anyone else. What if you did it with you and God where you said, God, I'm going to make my communion to you a priority in my life. What's the definition of priority? When you look it up in the dictionary... It is the state or quality of being early in time occurrence. That's interesting how many times we read about Jesus getting up early in the morning to pray. And the leading definition of priority is to place something early in time. If something's a priority, you don't put it off for later, you do it early. A second definition is the right to precede others in order, rank, and privilege. What if prayer was such a priority that it preceded other events and occasions that were taking place in our life where we said, that has to come first? Or a fourth definition is something given special attention. Can we say that, that prayer is given special attention in our life? Whiteside and Nichols several years ago wrote a book, and I want to give you a quote out of the book that they wrote about spiritual growth. It says, no subject has greater prominence in the Bible than prayer. Yet many Bible students are growing more indifferent to its blessings and privileges. Delmer Owen says, Have you ceased to pray, not because you have reached a definite conviction that prayer is futile, but because you have drifted into a prayerless habit by allowing the sweet hour of prayer to be crowded out by duties that seem to be more pressing and more rewarding. Do you remember several occasions that Jesus took the apostles and especially James and John and Peter out to pray? And at least on two occasions, in the Garden of Gethsemane and in, in the Mount of Transfiguration, do you remember what they did while he prayed? And sometimes, most of the time, when I read that, I get a very sick feeling in my heart because I just know 
that if David Shannon was there with Peter, I would probably be doing what Peter was doing instead of what Jesus was doing. Priority. Are we connected? And is it a high, high priority? Before we go to this challenging text of Jesus' example, I just want to give you a few quotes from the Word of God to remind you of the priority. Men ought always to pray, Luke 18, 1. Watch therefore and pray always, Luke 21, 36. In everything by prayer, Philippians 4, 6. Continue in prayer, Colossians 4 and 2. Give yourselves in prayer, 1 Corinthians 1 and 5. And when we read of men like Abraham and ladies like Hannah and Moses and Jesus and Paul, and we can list so many other greats in the Scripture, and what do you find in common? You find constant communion with God. Does your life reflect that constant communion with God? Let's go to our text. Let's look at Mark, the first chapter, verse 32 again. And as we scan these verses, I want to scan these verses by asking you a question. Are you busy? Now, I know that there would be just a few people in this room that would say, I'm really not busy. There would be most people in this room that would say, oh, yes, I'm busy. And there would be some in this room that would say, I'm on the verge of being too busy, and I really don't know what I'm going to do about it. I think about a a fellow that, that moved from West Tennessee northwest Tennessee to middle Tennessee recently, and I said, hey, how are you adjusting? And he said, I cannot believe the change of pace in the Nashville area. I said, welcome to busyness. I'm not saying it's all good, but I am saying there's a lot of good that is done. But what I want us to see from God's Word this morning is I want us to see a busy man. A very busy man. But notice what this busy man did in the midst of his busyness. When we look at verse 32, we see that it's evening time. So Jesus has already had a full day of it. And he comes in to Peter's house and Peter's mother-in-law is sick. And, and these are the verses just prior to what we're looking at here. And, and so he goes over. This lady has a high fever. Picture this, if you will, in your mind. You can imagine her being blotchy and, and, and just being sick. High fever. And he reaches out her hand and he stands her up. And as her feet hit the floor, she's well. Can you imagine Peter? Can you imagine his mother-in-law? Can you imagine people saying, did you see that? Look, th- this is amazing. Word spreads right then. And by evening time... People from throughout the whole city have gathered together. And now, instead of a quiet evening, what's Jesus doing? Now he's back at it. He's healing. He's casting out demons. 
He's dealing with people that have come to him with needs. Does that ring a bell of heaviness? Are are there children that come to you in your life because they have needs? Is there a spouse that comes to you because they have needs? Is it it people that you teach in a Bible class and and you go into that Bible class with, with a heaviness because that's a great responsibility? And we can go on and on. At your workplace and in the community, are you accustomed to people coming to you with needs? Here Jesus is at the close of a day, except it's not the end of his day. It's the beginning of a whole nother responsibility. Help these people with all their needs. We don't know what time he was able to go to bed, but we do have an idea of when he got up in the morning. Did you notice that? In 35, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out. Now, have you ever had those times where, where you have to escape? You had those times where you say, I've got to get away a little while. Imagine Jesus, the heaviness of the previous day, knowing I've got to get up early in the morning, a long time before daylight. I need to spend some time with God in prayer. And while he's there, what happens? Well, when the daylight comes, Peter and the others start searching for him. Imagine this busyness. They're searching for him, and they really don't make it easy on him. Look in 37. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is looking for you. But now that he spent this time in prayer, and we won't develop this this morning, but I wonder if that time in prayer helped him to really focus so that he would give the correct answer. And notice what his answer was in 38. Let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also, because for this purpose... I've come forth, sometimes we miss our purpose when we get so busy, and if we're too busy to take the time to slow down to commune with God, we probably will always miss our purpose. But what are we looking at here? Right now, we're just looking at the busyness, a busy night. By the time the sun is rising in the morning, people are searching for him again. And when they're searching, it's not a small thing. Hey, they've come from all over again. They want to be healed. And then on top of that is this big deal that says, but I have another purpose. So now I've got to know that I'm leaving these people behind with their sicknesses and ailments. And I'm going to go on for this greater purpose that I have. And that's the spiritual purpose of preaching and teaching. And you look in the midst of that. How many of us have had days that are more busy with more important things than that? I understand there's some people here that do a lot of good from sun up to sundown. But think about it. This is Jesus Christ. How important were the activities that he was engaged in? And what did he do in the midst of the busyness? He got up before daylight. Doesn't this literally give the definition of priority? Jesus, what's more important than healing someone that has never walked? Praying. No, Jesus, surely not. Oh, it is. It's more important. Jesus, what's more important than you? You just going out and interacting with people and just bringing joy in their life. Praying. Well, Jesus, you're so busy. So many people are depending on you. You're pulled in every direction, day and night. Jesus, how are you going to do this? I'll forego some sleep before I forego 
not praying. In other words, it's priority. It's first thing. It's what I do. As we think about an old song that many of us have sung, and and if you haven't sung it, it doesn't matter. You can still get the point. But do you remember the song that many of us have sung many times? Did you think to pray? If the Lord was looking at you right now, just you and him, nobody else is around. He says, ere you left your room this morning, did you think to pray? What would your answer be? If the Lord was saying, hey, I just wanted to know if it's a priority. I wanted to commune with you. I wanted to be involved in your day and the thinking about your day and the planning of your day. Did you pray? You know, I was thinking this morning about Sunday mornings. And some of you that have little ones, they're a circus, aren't they? Sunday mornings are a circus trying to get ready. You know, I, I remember those days of, of, you know, getting kind of like that assembly line going. One gets them in the bath and kind of just scrubs a washcloth around them, and the other gets them and dries them off. And, and then you got clothes laid out, and, and Tracy would be like, you get the clothes on, and, and I'll go finish getting dressed. And, you know, everything was strategic, and, and, and I kid you not, Every time, you know, because you're always fighting the clock. You know how that goes, right? You have those circles, or we're the only ones that had that. And, and, so, and so, you know, one of them would go walking by, and I would hear Tracy from, from the, the, uh, where she was putting on her makeup. I'd hear her say, David, that's a pinafore. It goes on the outside of the dress. I'd be like, Tracy, I thought it was a slip. Can't we wear it underneath today? No, no. And you're like, we don't have time for this. And you're undoing 500 buttons again. And you're doing things in the right order. And, and you know, you, you think about that. And then you look at these beautiful families and these mothers or fathers that have brought their children. And you know, pretty regularly, you hear someone say, we just can't make it some mornings. We try, but it's just so much to try to get everybody ready and and to get there. Can I ask you to try something that doesn't make any sense from a physical standpoint or from an actual clock standpoint, but I believe would make all the difference because it involves God? If your house is a circus on Sunday morning, Will you commit right now for you, just you, get up 30 minutes earlier next Sunday morning and find your solitary place and pray? And ask God's blessings on all the things about that one day. Don't pray about all of life and all of eternity. Pray about that one day. And pray what that day that's the Lord's day the day that we're to come and to worship Him. Pray about that day. And pray about your involvement in that day. And just see if maybe that day turns out a lot different than the other days. Because with that day, we begin it hand in hand with God. We don't walk alone. 
Did you pray before you left your room this morning in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior? Did you sue? In other words, did you ask? Did you beg for loving favor? Did you ask for him to be a shield about you today? Praying rests the weary. Prayers can change the night today because it's not the power of this little just citing certain words. It's connecting to the Almighty God who made the day and made the night. So when life gets dark and dreary, don't forget to pray. So how are your mornings? Is that a part of your morning? Where's your solitary place? The verse literally says Jesus went out into a solitary place. It's very intentional. In other words, Jesus knew he was going to a place. He knew why he was going to that place. He knew when he was going to that place. In other words, it's priority. Do you have those kind of priorities in your life that that is a description of you? That's a description of your life. When we look in the scriptures and... See, now I'm doing that debate. Do we come back and preach this part of the lesson tonight? I wish we could talk about this for a few minutes and discuss it and see what you want to do. But we can't do that. All right. So let me just mention, and we may come back and develop this a lot more tonight, but I really want us to do tonight's lesson tonight. But this is so important. We think about baptism of Jesus. If I ask you right now, off the top of your head, the last time you've read about the baptism of Jesus, was prayer involved? And a lot of us would probably be like, no, I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, it was. What about choosing the 12 apostles? Was prayer involved? Absolutely it was. What about the Mount of Transfiguration? What an amazing event to try to picture all of that. Do you remember why they were there? They went to pray. We look at the cross, and for all the reasons we should love it, we do. But you realize and remember what happened the night before. It was prayer that preceded the sacrifice. What I want to beg you, and I want to encourage you to do, is I want you to look at your own life. And I want you to see if in your life, prayer is involved in everything that you do. What I learned today, I've learned that identifying myself as too busy is never, never a reason not to make prayer the highest priority. Second, I've learned, and we'll have to come back and emphasize this tonight because it's in some of the things in Jesus' life that that we skipped over a few moments ago. But I've learned that we should never want the Mount Juliet congregation to ever make any move without it being bathed and immersed in prayer. And it ought to be for our own lives individually also. And also, just as a closing thought of we hadn't said it, but it's just like a principle. What if you received today only what you prayed about yesterday? What would you have today? What if you received tomorrow only what you asked for? What if you received tomorrow only what you gave thanks for today? 
Here we are in a time where as a people we have probably never been more connected to each other than ever before. But the real question is, am I connected to God? The other relationships are going to work out right when I'm first connected to God. I hope that the opportunity to evaluate our life doesn't go as a fleeting opportunity. I hope the opportunity to to turn in prayer requests that we can all pray for each other is something that you, you value, you greatly appreciate. I hope the opportunity next Sunday to come together as a church family throughout the day and pray together, I hope that's something that, that you could honestly say, I love that. I love those times of prayer. Brethren, we don't need just a few people here in this congregation that are prayer warriors. To be right with God, we all must be prayer warriors. Speaking about being right with God or His child, if you've never come to Him, leaving your life and completely submitting your life to Him, why not do that this morning? If you're a believer and you're willing to make that turn and repent of sins and, and you're not ashamed of the Lord, you're willing to confess Him, Why not be immersed into Christ for the remission of those sins? Maybe you've begun that journey and along the way, you've left that journey. What could we do to encourage you this morning? We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to pray for you. We'd love to pray. If we can help you in any way, come as we stand, as we sing.